It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Lions, your daily Detroit Lions podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And we're back. It is another edition of Locked On Lions, everybody, on the Locked On Podcast Network. What's going on? It is Matt Derry with you. We played it on this Wednesday, June 27th, into Thursday, June 28th. It is one month from today that the Lions will open up training camp 2018 down in Allen Park. As we get you closer to the start of the season, preseason, regular season, and everything else. If you're new to the podcast, thank you for listening and welcome in. If you're listening on Megaphone.fm, Spotify, Amazon Alexa, iTunes, wherever you get your podcasts, we appreciate you doing that. By the way, you got to support my guy, Freddie the Pizza Man, a sponsor here on Locked on Lions. He's got these new t-shirts out, SOL, the new SOL, not same old Lions, but Stafford, our leader, and he's doing it for autism and the Freddie the Pizza Man Autism Foundation. Check out all the information, order your t-shirts at uh, freddythepizzaman.com. Coming up on the podcast today, there's a fan ranking for NFL fans, team fans, excuse me, and I think the Lions are getting screwed. I'll tell you about the three measurements of fan loyalty coming up in a second. Also, we're going to start a little uh, a daily feature here. Five players who will be the next Lions Pro Bowler. We know the Lions have a Pro Bowler and Golden Tate. He's been there. Ziggy Ansah, a Pro Bowler, has been there. Matthew Stafford has played in the Pro Bowl, been there. And Darius Slay was there last year. TJ Lang, too. All right, so those five guys are your Pro Bowlers on this team that have made a Pro Bowl. Who's going to be the newcomer? Who's going to be the next Lions Pro Bowler? And you know what? Glover Quinn's made it as well, so I'll keep him out off the list too. All right, but who is the next Lions Pro Bowler? We'll talk about that coming up in a little bit as well. You can get a hold of me on Twitter at Derry Speaks, D-E-R-Y Speaks, and the Matt Derry Facebook fan page as well. Like the page and join us on Facebook. Your comments are always welcome uh, for sure. All right, so we're kind of in the dog days right now. I know that a lot of the beat writers are on vacation. Kyle Meinke, my guy from MLive, is gallivanting around the country somewhere, or around the world somewhere. Um, so not a lot of news is coming out of Allen Park or the NFL right now at all. But there was a study done by the folks at the business school at Emory University in Atlanta. I had a buddy from high school, a great Steve Charlotte, went to Emory. Uh, But a doctor by the name of Michael Lewis of Emory's Business School developed statistical models to track the depth and breadth breadth of of, uh, NFL fandom. All right? So the best fan bases and worst fan bases are ranked 1 to 32. How are they measured? Three measurements. Fan equity, how much fans spend on their team at the ticket office and on memorabilia, regalia. Social equity, how passionate fans are in following their teams on social media across all channels. And road equity, how well teams draw on the road, adjusting for their win-loss record. All right, Meaning, uh, how well do teams do on the road 
with fans showing up for road games, and then do they win those games with help from their fans being in the stands? I think it's a little bit of a silly one, but we're going with it here. All right, so with fan equity, how much fans spend on their team at the ticket office and on memorabilia, the best fan equity teams are the Cowboys, by this study from Emory University's business school, the Cowboys, the 49ers, and the Patriots. Worst, Rams, Raiders, and Jaguars. Interesting, because I I always thought there was a lot of Raider gear out there. Social equity. Social equity. Best on social media. Patriots, Cowboys, Steelers. Worst, Rams, Jaguars, and Titans. So we're seeing a bit of a trend here with the Rams and Jaguars and Cowboys too. Road equity, who travels the best? Um, The NFC East teams and Pittsburgh. And the worst, the Texans, the Titans, and the Browns. All right, now, on the complete list of best fandoms in the NFL, the number one overall ranking goes to the Dallas Cowboys. They were one in fan equity, two in social equity, and number one in road equity. America's team, the Dallas Cowboys, have a lot of fans. They've got fans here in Detroit, too. All right, my wife's godson, Justin, is a huge Cowboys fan. Cowboys rank number one. Number 32 and the worst fan base in the NFL, according to Emory and Dr. Michael Lewis, are the Tennessee Titans. They come in at 32nd. For fan equity, 28th. For social equity, 30th. For road equity, 30th. Uh, 32, by the way, the worst road team for travel are the Houston Texans. Where do you think the Detroit Lions sit? See, I would think that the Detroit Lions are a lock, top 15 team when it comes to you guys, the fans. The Lions finished in this poll and in this study 20th out of 32 teams. Fan equity, how much do you spend on gear? The Lions finished 20th, right where they finished for overall rank. Social equity, being on social media and supporting your team via the internet, 15th. Road equity, how well do you travel? The Lions finished 19th. Teams that finished ahead of the Lions that, in my opinion, have no business finishing ahead of the Lions include the Carolina Panthers, who haven't been around as long as the Lions. They were 19th. All right? Well, let me, let me give you the teams. Uh, I'll go 20 down to 1, and then I'll tell you it doesn't belong. The Lions at 20th, that, that's way too low. They should be higher. The Panthers are 19, the Bills 18, and I agree with that. Seahawks 17, I can't believe the Seahawks are 17th. I thought they'd be a lot higher. Ravens 16, please. Jets 15, Dolphins 14. Miami Dolphins? The Dolphins are easily the most historic team in South Florida. Much more historic than the Florida Marlins, who are a joke. Much more historic than the Florida Panthers, who are a a, a joke, and the Miami Heat, whose fans show up like in the second quarter. The Dolphins have some pretty good fans, but finishing ahead of the Lions, I don't buy it. Falcons at 13, Redskins 12, Colts 11. Colt fans are are unbelievable in buying gear and stuff. Every Colts fan that goes to a game is in a jersey. 49ers 10, Packers 9, Broncos 8, Saints 7, Bears 6, Steelers 5, Giants 4, Eagles 3, Patriots 2, and Cowboys number 1. All the NFC East teams finish in the top 12. As far as the bottom, 
Last four teams at the bottom are Tennessee 32, Rams 31, Chiefs 30, and Jaguars 29. Uh, I have no... um, I have no argument on the Jaguars, Rams, and Titans at all. Those teams are either expansion teams or moved, and uh, I'm not buying it. As far as uh, uh, other teams, the Browns at 28, boy, oh, boy, is that low. Uh, I can't believe how low that is. Uh, the Cardinals ahead of the Browns is ridiculous. The Card- The Chiefs at 30. Kansas City Chiefs fans are pretty good, but they rank very, very low, 29th in fan equity. 28th in social and 28th in road. Um, what hurts the Lions score is, I guess, fan equity and buying stuff. But I, I guess the issue with the with, with Lions and, and purchasing tickets and also gear is maybe Lions gear isn't the greatest in terms of memorabilia. The logo's not the best. I know the Lions have made a lot of changes in it recently. But I think the 20th is, is low. I'm sorry, but I think the Lions have better fans that are, are more invested than the Carolina Panthers, the Baltimore Ravens, the Miami Dolphins. Uh, 49er fans buy a ton of gear and tickets, I guess. Their fan equity was number two. Um, you know, I, I mean, I guess, you know, you look at it. Some of these teams, you can't, of course, they're going to be higher up. The New Orleans Saints have the Saints. They don't have an NHL team, and they barely have an NBA team, Right? I mean, the Indianapolis Colts, it's a Colts town in Indy with the Pacers, and that's it. No NHL and no Major League Baseball. Um, Same thing goes in Buffalo. It's a Bills town first and foremost. And then, of course, you've got the the Buffalo Sabres, but then no NBA team and no Major League Baseball team. But the Lions finishing at 20th, I think, is low as far as NFL brand rankings. What do you guys think of this? Give me your thoughts on Twitter at Derry Speaks. And also the Matt Terry Facebook fan page as well. I'm a little surprised that the Lions ranked at number 20. want to remind you guys a lot going on with the Detroit Pistons, coaching stuff, the draft, who the Lions are going to have on their summer league team. You can catch it all on Locked On Pistons. With Matt Shook, my buddy hosts Locked On Pistons each and every day. You can find that podcast and all of your favorite Locked On podcasts, whether it's any NFL team or just Locked On NFL. Any NBA team or Locked On NBA uh, a few Major League Baseball teams, as they continue to grow that brand, you can go to LockedOnSports.com and find the podcast, again, at LockedOnSports.com. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, one more thing on this NFL brand rankings. The Vikings fans finished behind the Lions at 24th. So the Lions, in the as far as the NFC North goes, the Bears were 6th. The Packers were ninth. Can you believe Green Bay ranked ninth? And it says road equity, they finished 18th. That's what hurt their score because they were 8th in fan equity and 7th in social. That surprised me a little bit, that the Packers were actually lower than the Bears. Bears gear, though, some of the color. You look at some of the colors that are being represented here, too, some of the cooler colors. Like People love wearing the black Bears gear. 
They finished fourth as far as fan equity goes. And again, maybe what hurts the Lions is their colors and their logo to an extent. So the Lions finished 20th out of 32 teams based on that study. All right, I want to do something right now that uh, I'm going to be doing the rest of uh, this week and next week, and that is the next Lions Pro Bowler that's never been there. Glover Quinn's been there. Um, TJ Lang has been there. Matthew Stafford has been there. Uh, TJ Lang, I mentioned, has been there. Uh, Golden Tate has been there. And this past year, Darius Slay is there. I'm going to go through five names that I think have a chance to be the next Lions Pro Bowl player. And I'm not going in any order in terms of ranking. The first guy that I feel has a shot to be the next Lions Pro Bowl, uh, excuse me, Pro Bowl player is defensive tackle number 91, Sean Robinson. Sean will be entering his third season with the Lions. I thought last year, and I said this on the podcast about a year ago, I thought that net net that 2017 was going to be a breakout year for Sean Robinson, a defensive tackle. Still a young guy, 23, and I know there's a lot of, of people that don't think he's 23, and there's always that, that question as how old he was when he was at Alabama. He'll be entering his third season. He was a second-round pick in 2016 by Bob Quinn. And two years ago, he had a, 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 a he had two sacks. He had uh, 30 combined tackles, 22 total, eight assists. And, you know, he had enough games where I think you watched him as a rookie and said, this guy has an opportunity to be a stud and was drafted in the second round for a reason. You know, Ashawn Robinson can play. The question was going to be how well, um, you know, how, how how big of a leap would he make from his first year to his second year? Would he be in the backfield um, consistently? Would he be making plays and getting to the quarterback? Would he be a run stuffer, but also be a guy that situationally could get to the quarterback? And last season, he actually took a step back. He had more tackles. Right, he had more starts and played more snaps. He started all 16 games in 2017. Two years ago, he started five of 16 games. He had to play a ton because of the injury to Holodi Nata at the end of last year. He had 53 combined tackles, 32 total, 21 assists, but his sack numbers went down. He only had a half a sack last year. He had that interception for a touchdown, the, 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 the pick six of Drew Brees at the goal line and ran it in for a touchdown which was a cool play, but Ashawn Robinson did not do enough, did not do enough to, I, I think, put him in that upper echelon when we're talking about Lions defenders. And I think he's going to be there this year. I'm not saying he's going to be a Pro Bowler this season, but I think he can be the next, one of the next Lions Pro Bowl players. He's big and strong, all right? He can play, he can play inside, uh, he's played a little bit outside, 6'4", 322, and now that Nada is gone, and now that the defensive tackle spots with Sylvester Williams and a lot of young people there, um, uh, you know, Deshaun Hand, Hand, will he be playing outside or inside? <clears throat> you have to watch the voice. I apologize for the squeaking, but uh, I'm working on it. Ashawn Robinson's going to have to take on a bigger role this year, and I think he has the chance to be you know, a Pro Bowl caliber type player, and he showed it. In week 17, in that meaningless game against the Packers, when he had six tackles. And the week before against the Bengals, he had seven. But there were games you watched him and you didn't hear his name called for like a whole half. A half a sack? 
Not good enough. Got to be a guy that can get to the quarterback and free things up on the outside. Now, again, with Ziggy Ansah hurt and not at 100%, I don't think teams felt like they had a double team number 94. So that that man, Sean Robinson, at times was two-timed on the interior. But I think he has the opportunity and the chance to be the next Lions Pro Bowler. The question is, will it be this year? I'm not ready to go there yet. But I think he's an on-the-rise type of player. What do you think? Is Ashawn Robinson a guy that can be that can be in Hawaii or Orlando or where they, they play that stupid game? I don't care about the game. I care about the accolades. Is he going to be good enough to be a high-impact player? I really thought last year was this going to be his breakout year. I watched him in the preseason last year, and I thought this was going to be his year. And it wasn't. He was very, eh. He was very fair and very average this past season. Your thoughts on Ashawn Robinson, and do you agree or disagree with me? At Derry Speaks on Twitter and the Matt Derry Facebook fan page as well. That'll do it for another edition of Locked On Lions uh, for this Wednesday, June 17th into Thursday, June 28th. One more thing I, I want to bring up just real fast that has nothing to do with the Lions. If anybody caught Dwayne Casey Monday night, that's the new Pistons head coach, uh, he gave his acceptance speech after accept, uh, winning the NBA's Coach of the Year um, uh, vote by uh, the players, I believe, is, is what the Monday Awards show was, whatever it was. Dwayne Casey won Coach of the Year, uh, again, officially on Monday night. And his speech was amazing. This guy was completely classy. He was fired by the Toronto Raptors, yet he was up there thanking everybody from the Raptors, the players, his staff, uh, the ownership. Then he thanked Tom Gorris for hiring him, and, 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 and he kept it classy. I don't know where the Pistons are going. I don't think they're very good. I, I think they're discombobulated up top. But you know what? They've got a class act as their coach. This guy's a gem. If you didn't catch that, that uh, video at all, go, check it out online. Classy guy that we have here in Detroit. Whether he can coach the Pistons and, and make Blake Griffin, Andre Drummond, and Reggie Jackson better, who knows. But very likable, and I thought had to give him a tip of the cap for that speech from Monday. All right, we'll talk to you again tomorrow right here on Locked on Lions. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL Draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.